The following program is being broadcast on the Amazing Women of Power, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International. This show contains motivational language and may not be suitable for negative listeners. made up to get into the Christmas spirit with Brian Hudson. Let me quickly introduce myself. My name is Dean Olson. I am the strong writer on the radio, helping songwriters and artists keep musically fit. And the way I love to do that is through faith and encouragement by learning from the best in the business and passing it along to you. And I have a guest who is just now returning to my show after, I don't know, what, four months, five months? <laughs> but anyway... You know, after daylight savings time ends and it starts to get dark, you know that uh, the holiday season is right around the corner. And my friend Brian Hudson has returned to the show with a brand new single for Christmas. It is Blue Christmas. And you can get all the details about that on Brian's website, www.brianhudsonmusic.com. And right now, Brian's on the phone with me. And Brian, how are you doing today? How's your day going? And tell everybody about it. <laughs> hey, everyone. Things are going well here in New York. Uh, better day than it was yesterday. It was a complete wash yesterday, rainy and dreary. But uh, oh yeah, like no. the sun's poking out a bit today. <laughs> yeah, some we we tend not to brag too much about the weather out here. When, when it drops down to a to a chilling forty eight degrees, <laughs> we start to. But forty eight's pretty pretty warm for you in the winter time. I'm sure <laughs> that is. Yeah, I would I would definitely take forty eight in the deep winter here. <laughs> <laughs> today we're taping this on uh, Veterans Day, and uh, you uh, are working stiff still. Are you work in an office building? And uh, in Manhattan, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do to bring people up to speed on who you are? And uh, you happen to be a singer, but uh, what do you do by day? Sure, yeah, by day I am an investment banker. I work on the financial district on Wall Street in New York um, in mergers and acquisitions. Wow, so, yeah, that is that is my day job, and it probably can't be any more different than um, <laughs> than you know my uh, my other my other job, which is uh, you know singer and songwriter. But it's, it's nice to have the uh, the balance between the two. And uh, you've been doing the singer songwriter thing all your life, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much all my pretty much all my life. But I would say, uh, you know, publicly, commercially, it's uh, new to uh, you know to 2015. So it's definitely been a journey these past you know, 10, 11 months. What do you suppose uh, now? This has just been a recent thing that you've been uh, kind of uh, publicly outed as a as a singer and uh, partnered up with the. Uh, with a great producer, and uh, now you've you've made a couple of recordings, and you're on your way. You're doing uh, you're doing the singer thing, and that's kind of cool. I so. am, yes, yeah, um, yeah. Partnered up with uh, Joe Volpis, who's a uh, very well known uh, producer, who's kind of worked with everyone from um, Al Martino to Lady Gaga. 
So he definitely mm. uh, has has been around and, and knows uh, knows his stuff. So yeah, partnered up with him earlier this year. We um, put together a couple singles, and um, you know, kind of um, Joe had an idea, which was he heard me uh, back about a year ago, actually, at my holiday party. When on a whim, I decided to uh, to go up and, and sing a song for for my office, and um, he he decided that he wanted to get together and work with me. So once we started getting together and working, um, he he wanted to see if uh, if I'd be interested in putting together some um, songs in the jazz pop genre. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt, and I um, felt as well, that there wasn't really that much out there in that genre. So. Um, <laughs> We got together, put put out a couple singles, and it just so happened that uh, he was able to uh, arrange a, a team uh, to, to take out one of my singles, "Let It Ride," to to mass market radio, and uh, that was beginning of the summer. And and the song did incredibly well. It, it peaked at number five on the adult contemporary chart. That's awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's still on. It was top ten for ten weeks, which was absolutely incredible, and and it's still up there right now to this day. So um, I've had a lot of luck. Um, you know, so far, and it's just been a wonderful experience, and hope hope to continue. Wow! Did you think it'd be that easy? It's kind of weird that <laughs> a lot of people struggle to get that, but it, it sounds like you know, with the yeah. with the right producer, and uh, and you had you had a good team or a good group uh, helping you out. It sounds like it, you had the magic touch there. Exactly, and, and easy. <laughs> you know that that's a great a great word to use. I would say it hasn't been easy. We we've definitely had great fortune, but uh, we we definitely. Both him and I and, and the team uh, really work work our tails off around the clock. So there definitely is a lot of work that goes into it. But I, I agree with you. I mean, for for uh, someone who's you know this this new to the game to yeah. uh, to have you know a first single do that well, I feel incredibly incredibly fortunate. That first night that you had the uh, holiday Christmas party, and uh, mm-hmm. it's weird to say it that way, holiday Christmas party. It's like you're combining <laughs> two things. When you met Joe, you got his card. And uh, you slept on it, but you didn't really contact him right away. You sort of carried that thing around in your pocket. You told me, I, I did, and, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm weird because you could call it kind of superstitious with that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I was in just complete shock. You know, that was the absolute last thing I, I ever thought would come out of. You know, like I said, on a whim, just getting up and and singing uh, for for my office at the party. Um, and I, you know, I was in complete shock and then he gave me his card and I yeah I really held on to it and then finally when the shock wore off a couple days later I, I heavily researched everything I mean everything from like a simple household purchase to you know bigger things as well oh, yeah. but um so I really did my diligence and um you know wanted to make sure that that he was you know someone a who's reputable and, and b who I, I think would be the right fit for you know me and, and my sound and I was incredibly impressed with his credentials, and so yeah, decided to to jump on it. And I still, <laughs> to this day, I still carry his business card in my pocket as like a good luck yeah. token. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I hope you're uh, thankful for this day and age that you have the resources available. You have Google, you have other ways to uh, find this out. When I was when I was 27, I was not uh, privy to that stuff. And you know, sure. uh, as you go through life, you can you can get taken in by people, and and it's kind of good. Oh, yeah. It's kind of good that you met up with somebody uh, to give you the good impression of of the music biz because it's not all, 
you know, sometimes it's a little smoke and mirrors, and it's not pretty. Uh, they, oh, yeah. They're letting you only see what they want you to see. And uh, what have you noticed behind the scenes that's been going on that uh, that you're positive about that maybe you could tell other people, hey, don't worry about it. You, you can still jump in the water. Definitely. Yeah, yeah we, we started um, uh, with a couple phone calls. And on those calls, I had a number of questions, um, you know, for him around the, the scope of the project, you know, what he saw. Um, what you know his ideas were and then I had the opportunity to kind of tell him where I was coming from what I was thinking then we met a couple times in person um, you know a coffee shop that kind of thing and really start hammering out you know a little bit more of the logistics then after that it was a you know a courting process <laughs> and then um, we we started getting together at, at his studio and um, just kind of having you know jam sessions I guess you could call it where you know just letting the, the creative ideas flow and working together and kind of working out um, you know melodies lyrics uh, you know the works yeah. um, which then eventually evolved into me jumping into the vocal booth and just cutting some really really rough tracks where just he would play and record a piano and then I would get in the booth and record uh, you know vocals over it then he would give me a rough copy and we'd kind of sit with it each of us and listen to it and say oh, let's tweak this here tweak that there and I would say for my I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a very skeptical person in a lot of situations so he really um made the entire experience incredibly comfortable and I think it was just he was just open honest and candid and that's really all I that's all I need you know that that's really what I appreciate um you know be completely honest and be completely open and, and from the beginning you know he said listen we're both gonna you know work our hardest and as long as Joe's you know famous saying is, is just show up you yeah. know always show up just show up be on time for things um bring you know 100% you know your A game <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah and um, with that kind of mentality, you know, the odds, and he said it to me before, the odds in this industry are completely against you. The odds are against you. There's so many people doing what you're doing. Um, so many, you know, creative people out there with, with great ideas, great, you know, great songs, you know, but as long as you're showing up and, and always on your, you know, bringing your best, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that's been our, our mantra. And I feel like uh, Joe and I, it's really we've both approached it as, as a, you know, a partnership, you know, this is our project, this is our baby. And, um, it's, you know, it's been going so well so far and, and we're both having such a great time with it. That's great. So, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna keep it up. I'm glad that it's working out. It's a, it's a good <laughs> thing. You don't want to blow that. <laughs> don't. Uh, no. <laughs> exactly. And, and he totally, because he met you at the party or whatever, he knows what you, he knows totally what you're into, uh, by day and, uh, yeah. that you have commitments and that it's, uh, it's not good to, uh, jeopardize your day job for anything uh, it isn't it's sort of a pipe dream it's a, it's an unstable business uh if, if you don't go about it right way you know yeah definitely and, and i i feel so um so happy and fortunate to have uh, that steady day job just my personality the, the type of person i am i um i naturally am drawn to <laughs> stability yeah. and crave it and you know i've i think we've talked about it in the past you and i but um you know i've had um opportunities nothing ever like this um but you know opportunities where I could have pursued music in the past, and just, just the you know the, the situation I was in personally, you know economically at the time, you know way back I guess you yeah. could say, um, it just didn't feel right for me to uh, to take such a risk, um, you know pursue something like this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to have that stability, and, and Joe completely appreciates you know the the fact that you know my day job is really priority um, priority number one. Um, and so he's, he's incredibly great with um, booking things like interviews or, you know, appearances or, or recording anything 
um, around, you know, my schedule. And, and part of that, too, is my, you know, the office I work for, um, it, you know, my, my coworkers, uh, managers have been incredibly um, supportive of, of what's going on, you know, those who are in the know. Yeah. And that's helped as well. It's definitely taken a lot of the pressure and the stress off. I'm glad to hear that. Tell me a little bit about how the public's uh, reacting to, uh, like, say, your first single, uh, Let It Ride, that went up the charts, sure. and, and it's in the top 10, even as we're talking right now, right? Yeah, it, it is. And um, it's been it's been so cool because, I, you know, music is something that is just personally fulfilling for me. You know, I enjoy creating it. I enjoy singing it. Um you know, I, I've been around it, exposed to it for so long, and I, I've performed publicly before. But I feel like this this project is is at a completely different level, where I feel like I'm putting it all out there. I'm you know, hundred percent just out there publicly, from everything from you know social media to you know kind of opening that door into me, my my you know personal life, what's going on with right. music and and all that, um, as well as you know these these songs. These are my you know my own, um, you know mine and Joe's own creation, and um. It's been so great <laughs> to, to see when people will, you know, everything from, you know, liking something I post on social media, following me on social media, um, sending me, you know, comments, notes, you know, that they've listened to my song. It's so powerful to see people from, you know, literally around the world that have, that have tuned in and, you know, heard my music. You know, there, I feel like there's really nothing, you know, more, at least for me, there's nothing more powerful than that. So it's been just completely overwhelming in a, in a good way, but um, definitely an overwhelming uh, experience to, to see my music you know, shared and, and heard by people um, you know, from all over. How did you uh, go about getting that, uh, you had a second single, She's My Woman, did that, uh, how has that, how's that sure. been doing? Yeah, so that single, we, we decided to take Let It, Mar- uh, Let it Ride you uh-huh. know, to, to radio, to market. Um, She's My Woman, you know, we, we released it, it's out there, you can download it, you can stream it. Uh-huh. Um, that one, we're, we're kind of... I guess you could say we we're still uh, overwhelmed by how well Let It Ride is doing, and you know uh, that song, like you said, is still on the charts right now. So we're gonna we're gonna see, you know, kind of how how Let It Ride keeps doing. And mm-hmm. uh, she's my woman. That's something we've we've discussed. We may want to, um, you know, do a, a full-on radio campaign for that. That might be a song that you know I just keep, um, you know, for myself. I'll perform it. You know, live and, yeah. and whatnot, people can download it. But we're we're still, um, I guess, the focus is on "Let It Ride," and then also the the song that, um, the single that I'm so excited to release, uh, my holiday single, uh, "Blue Christmas," which is actually coming out tomorrow. And yes. I'm so elated about, and that that's kind of the other focus right now. Uh huh. Well, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, best to listen to Joe and uh, and all those that are uh, that have done this kind of stuff before, and they know what they're doing. And and let it ride is a an aptly named title because that's what you're doing right now with it. You know, if might as if it's a good thing, why mess with it, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it's cool. You know, it's funny that you say that because you know, I mean that that is you know if you if you uh, you know read read and listen to the lyrics of the song, that's exactly what it's about. But it's funny because. You know, we released it. We were, and it's you know, it's the song that that's true to me and what's going on. But I guess I, at least I didn't realize how appropriate that song would be <laughs> with everything that's going on. Because again, we, you know, we we were we were letting it ride. We released it. We you know we didn't know how how the song was going to be received. Uh, like I mentioned a little earlier, it, it, it's a it's a my music is a genre of music that um you know it's obviously it's out there right now, but there's not that much of it out there. So we weren't sure how well the song was really going to do if people you know if this is something people wanted to tune in and listen to um but yeah with 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 how well it's done it's it's really cool um 
you know, to have the song, you know, be named that and, and the message of it. It's just so fitting. You spilled the beans there. You got you got a new uh, single for Christmas, and I'm glad to hear that. Uh, it's it's always good, uh, always good to have that under your belt. Now you'll have something that's timeless. But you're you're doing a cover of uh, the famous. Uh, it was made famous by Elvis Presley, "Blue Christmas," Correct. and uh, maybe you could tell me what your interpretations of it. Why did you choose to do it sure. in the style you did and all that? Sure, definitely. Um, well, I, I'm a huge Elvis fan. I'm sure most people out there are, mm-hmm. and. Um, I, I wanted to approach the song. Well, I guess I'll back up a little bit. So um, this is jumping back to, I guess yeah, it was in September. Um, Let It Ride was, I believe, just hitting the top 10. Okay. Um, and we, we had an opportunity come up where we could, um, we had the opportunity to present itself where uh, we could put together a holiday song. And um, in the hopes of taking it to, to major market radio, you know, and this is actually something I, I don't believe I've formally announced, but um, Billboard media-based radio, and that's actually where this song is going to uh, to play. Wow, which is huge, uh, so so huge, and I'm still it's still sinking in. Um, but um, we had this opportunity, and it was one of those things that we just couldn't um, couldn't pass up. Awesome. So. It was now up to us to say, okay, well, we can put out a holiday single. You know, what, what's it going to be? And so Joe and I got together and we just started. Um, we knew we didn't want to do something original. We wanted to do a cover of, uh, you know, a holiday classic. So we got together and we just started singing through a bunch of different songs. And Blue Christmas was, I actually think it was the first song I proposed. I was like, let's try this out. And it just it just felt right. And um, it you know, I, I the last thing I wanted to do was <laughs> was do any kind of like a, an Elvis impersonation or, or make it sound like Elvis. You know, yeah. he he, has, he had his own amazing sound, and this song is you know his you know his creation. Um, I wanted to put my own personal touch on it, and so I, I believe that you know that was what I was trying to accomplish. And I believe that's what I did accomplish. Um, it's in it's still you know the, the the jazz pop style. There's there's a bluesy undertone to it um and it's really cool actually this song um the 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 band actually recorded the the tracking in in nashville in joe's studio in nashville really okay Um, so i I, there's there's a nice little nashville almost you know country bluesy uh undertone to it touch and i think that's so cool that that was captured in this song it really was yeah that's uh, the first thing i noticed it's uh it's very uh retro to that time and not even not that rockabilly style that Elvis was doing back then but it was more of a, it was more of like a that Nashville country sound from the 50s exactly and it's like it, it was cool because so um, you know you know how this thing works um, but basically you record the the band and you could record the vocals with it but then you go back and you record the vocals over it at a mm-hmm. later time right uh, once you know all the ba- all the adjustments are made and, and you have the right you know band track behind it so when when it was time to record the, the you know the final actual vocals on it, um, we were it was you know just going to be me you know just my my voice uh, no no harmonizing or anything but we you know we're in the studio and we're recording it and Joe's listening and he's like you know what? I'm hearing this harmony in a couple key parts like in my head let's try it and we wanted to like you said, there's that retro feel to it, but we also wanted to keep it modern. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I like to think of my sound, you know, a classic sound, but it's, you know, a modern touch to it. So we had the idea of let me actually harmonize over myself. That'll make it a little bit more, you know, give it a bit of a modern touch. So there are a couple key parts uh, in the song where we harmonize, and that's actually me <laughs> harmonizing with me, which is actually a really cool experience. I've yeah. never done anything like that before. Um, 
and you know, we, and that was kind of the the intention was to uh, to keep it, give it a bit of a modern, you know, a modern feel on that and that retro sound. So it, it was it was really it was a lot of fun, and I, I couldn't be more pleased with the result. I'm so excited to share it with people tomorrow. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue, just thinking about you. Decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. If you're not here with me And when those blue snowflakes start falling That's when those blue memories start calling You'll be doing alright with your Christmas of wine People are going to like that, uh, what you just mentioned. I like that part uh, where you harmonize with yourself. It sort of gave it that edge that you weren't expecting. And you don't have a voice that's like uh, others. It is it is set apart. Now that I've listened to about, uh, oh, I don't know, two of songs that you've done. <laughs> that's, yeah. all, that's all I know. But uh, it was cool to hear another one. I think people are going to start craving this. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a sound that I don't know if it could have been popular uh, 20 years ago, but uh, it's certainly in vogue now to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? Cool to hear. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I have so many more songs, you know, in my head in the works, and I, I would love to, uh, to to continue to share music with people. So yeah, I really hope it is received well and and people enjoy it. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun to make. What were Christmas. what were some of the things on the list of Christmas songs that you could have done? What did you throw out? Did you, did you have something that you almost did it instead of Blue Christmas? Um, there was. I was thinking of um, what was the other one? Um. I'll be home for Christmas. That was mm. the other one that I really, um, I just, I personally like that song a lot. Oh yeah. Um, and then the the other one was Oh Holy Night, and Oh Holy. We we just decided we we didn't want to go straight ballad. And actually, that's something I didn't mention with Blue Christmas. Um, we we sped it up a bit. It's it's, a, it's more up tempo than mm-hmm. um, you know the, the Elvis Presley original. And that was something we we said we wanted to give it a bit of an up upbeat kick to it. And right. and so that was part of the reason why I ruled out those two other. Um, pieces, you know, they're they're a little bit more of a of a ballad sound, and that that wasn't something a, 
the direction that we we ultimately decided to go in. That Elvis Presley version is the benchmark, but uh, you know, it oh, had, yeah. it, it, if you look into it, you'll find out that uh, so many people have redone this song, and oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of neat that uh, I, I think uh, as we talked b- before. Besides the style, I mean, obviously you got to come up with a new twist on it, but it's just the way you delivered it. It's uh, it's a little different. So you know, you have a unique voice. I hope uh, we get to hear a lot more of it in the future. Thank you, appreciate it. Is this the way you were trained to sing when you? Uh, it, it, there was something that uh, I think last time we talked, we said something alluding to that you were classically trained. I don't know. Did you learn that yeah. in school? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I actually grew up on um, on show tunes, really. Um, so that that was really the first um i guess you could call it genre mm-hmm. of music and it was built upon i just loved absolutely loved i grew up um, a couple hours uh outside north of the city uh, new york city mm-hmm. and um I-, I would come in uh, you know on the weekends whenever i could with with my parents and uh, see shows uh, uh, musical theater and i absolutely fell in love with um, the musical theater and so i was naturally i, I loved singing and i was like i want to sing this <laughs> So I, I sang a lot of, you know, Broadway show tunes, um, and then it, it, I did not take formal, you know, vocal lessons until I was in college, and um, I, you know, I was majoring in economics and finance, so it was nothing, <laughs> it was completely unrelated to my major and my field of study, yeah. but um, I decided to take lessons through uh, through my university just, um, you know, for, for myself to, to really, uh, you know, perfect the, the, the craft that, that I enjoyed. And um, that was really when I started um, uh, getting exposed to and singing, you know, classical pieces and, and, and opera. And and I, I mean, that was just such an important thing for me because it really, really helped me, um, you know, just just refine my voice and get, get so much control over it. Um, so, and it wasn't actually until uh, when I was taking voice lessons that I, I was like, I was almost scared to, to branch out outside of really show tunes and then, you know, the classics. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely just loved, uh, you know, jazz music. Um, and, and it was, it was scary for me to, uh, to start singing it. And I, but I loved the challenge. Um, but it, just because I was, I was so used to reading exactly what was on the sheet, you know, oh, and, and yeah. everything precise, timing everything. And, you know, that's the, that's the antithesis of, <laughs> you know, of jazz. Jazz is all about, you know, loose, uh, you know, uh, yeah, rhythms, uh, you uh-huh. know, sound. It's all about, imp- you know, improv. So it was completely new and, and, and scary to me, but um, it was it was really really cool to to branch out, and that's just the type of music that I've, uh, you know, fallen in love with. Well, Broadway and show tunes. It was composed in such a way yeah, that if you're singing it, you have to have a great deal of control. So definitely, you, yeah. So uh, to sing like that, uh, you you have a style that's let's say it's not. It doesn't sound like James Brown. You're very controlled. It's not. It's not jazzy like. Uh, yeah. You know, like Louis Armstrong would sing. You know, it's not guttural or or or, or bass. Very smooth vocals, and I think that that's what you probably are. Uh, it's probably the wrong word to say, but you're capitalizing on that fact that you have that ability. Um, yeah, no, de- definitely. It's um, you know, I feel like I I, I have that that control. You know, that's a, and that's what people have have said to me. You know, they've listened to my music. Um, it, people have said things like, you know, it sounds like that you're hitting these notes, and it sounds like it's coming very easily. You know, you have that that control over it. Um, and so it's, it's interesting to, to hear, um, you know, what, what people have to say, but I, um, it's funny because I actually, when my voice first changed, um, I think it was incredibly important too. I sang through, you know, my vocal change when I was a teenager and, um, that's so important because, um, you know, if you don't, it, it's sometimes hard for you to match pitch. And then it's also hard for you to, um, maintain and grow your range, you know, notes that you can sing. 
so I was fortunate enough to um, to sink through my voice change, and I actually started out as um, my voice first started changing as a baritone, um, and eventually, you know, within like a year or so of my voice change, I, I started um, my range started growing on the higher end, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, I, I kept just singing through it, singing up and singing down, and it's incredible because as you know, I, I definitely um, I believe I'm classified as a tenor now, um, and um, with more of kind of a baritone sound, I guess you can say a little bit. Okay. People, I think people call it like a berry tenor, kind of the informal term for it. Sure. Um, but it's funny because as I'm getting older, and, and my vocal teachers told me this, uh, as a male, um, as long as you keep singing through it, you can actually a lot of times grow your upper register even more so up into your 30s. And it's funny because I feel like I'm actually able to hit higher notes now easier than you know I could have five ten years ago. I wish I had oh, known that. I wish I had known that back then. You don't. You only get one chance yeah. to do that in life. So <laughs> it's true, and I mean it's funny because women's voices change as well. Obviously, it's not as noticeable right. as men's, but um, it's important for women to sing through it as well. So that's something um, that I yeah I think is so important, and I think it should really be stressed to um, you know to, to younger kids you know who are in you know choir maybe if they have any interest in singing. Uh, it's so so important to sing through it you know yeah. during your your teenage years. Yeah, women do have that. Uh, I, I just listen to any twenty-five-year-old uh, Broadway singing actress, and then uh, compare it to like a five-year-old on Broadway girl, and uh, you can you can tell the difference. There's just oh, yeah. certain nuances that they they have to grow into. Mm-hmm. So definitely, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. and on the male end as well, it's you really do as long as you keep singing through it, you can have so much more control, you know, over your voice, especially in notes that are you know hard, you know harder for you to sing, uh, you know, like in your upper register. And um, so it's interesting, again, to, to hear, you know, people's feedback and, you know, who have mentioned that it sounds like those notes, you know, are coming fairly easily to me. Yeah. And, you know, they, <laughs> I, I guess they, you know, they are compared to others who aren't tenors, but, um, you know, there's still a lot of work and a lot of really just breathing um, and support. It's all about support that goes into it that, you know, can help you along when you sing those notes. Well, thanks for the, the chit-chat. You know, I, I told you it was going to be kind of informal, and uh, you did talk about your parents, and uh, where are your parents today? Are they in the picture? Are, are they supporting you, all this sure. stuff? Yeah, definitely. 100% uh, supportive. It's really my, my mom um, is, is um, incredibly, incredibly supportive. My dad passed away a few years ago. I see. But my mom is incredibly supportive of everything I've done, and she's always been such a, a support system. Um, and it is just incredible because... It's one of those things that she's always there, whether she agrees with the decision I'm ultimately making or mm-hmm. or not. She's going to support me 100, percent and that's that's I feel is, is so important. You would think um, that, it, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. And go I was ahead. Gonna say, what, what, well, yeah, what, what's great as well with her is that she's never tried to be a. I think the the um, <laughs> the term people use is you know a momager, <laughs> or yeah. someone you know a parent who's managing you. And at least for me, you know, I, I'm sure that works for a lot of people, but for me personally. I appreciate the fact that she does not try to get involved in that kind of thing at all. You know, she's, she trusts me and my judgment. She trusts the people that I'm working with to, uh, to take care of, you know, the, what's called the business end of things. And um, whereas she's there completely as just a parent and a support system. And that's been so, so important for me. Sounds like she's happy that you're doing this. I, I know that she's supportive of what you do right now on Wall Street. And uh, that's great. But it's it, you would think that She'd be more saying that, uh, oh, be careful, you know, don't don't ruin what you have right now. You went to school for and all that stuff. But it sounds like she was she was very supportive on, uh, you know, help to uh, lift you up and to uh, keep pursuing this. Right. Definitely. And I think, you know, when I decided um, in, in you know college to, to take the offer and, and go work on Wall Street, 
She was obviously happy for me. Um, she knew that I was really looking for that stability, and I was really um, the, the type of person that was, um, you know, put work and my job first. And in order mm -hmm. to work on Wall Street, you really need to have that mentality. Um, but at the same time, I think there was a part of her that was a little bit sad because she knew that music would, would take a bit of a back burner. And, um, you know, she always loved the, the, the fact that I would sing and that I enjoyed it. You know, she, she sings herself, um, plays the guitar, and mm -hmm. she was a huge reason why I started singing because I would see her and the, and the joy it gave her. And then I one day decided to sing along with her and I saw the joy it gave me. Um, so I think, yeah, when I, when I took my job on Wall Street, she was a little bit, um, you know, sad. Uh, to see that part of me go away. So for it to come back now like this and in full force, I think she uh, she's very, very, you know, pleased that I'm that I'm able to, uh, you know, uh, pursue music and pursue it at this level. So the office uh, Christmas party that you had, this was in 2014, I guess in December? Yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, a little over a year ago. Wow. Now, was there documentation of this? Uh, did, did people have their phones out? Obviously, they must have been uh, uh, <laughs> taping. Somebody must have been taping this, right? I was going to say, yeah, there is the uh, there is definitely cell phone footage of it. <laughs> That's like, you know, you bring a good point. I need to hunt this down. <laughs> yeah, you might have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you'll have different angles and everything, but uh, it's kind of, many of them probably didn't even know that they were looking at history in the making here, because... <laughs> Who knew that you know, this was going to happen afterwards, right? Exactly. No, that that's so funny that you say that. Now that I, yeah, you got me thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I, who knew? I <laughs> I sure didn't know. <laughs> um, I sure had no idea. But I actually want to. You know, I might even have. I think one of my coworkers and friends was filming. I think I might even have it. I need to dig it up. Yeah. <laughs> But and, uh, you know, I have something to do after this. I need to look into that. <laughs> but that's a good uh, that's a good anniversary to think about. You know, when every December rolls around, hey, this was the, about the time I uh, the, I started doing all this. You know, and who yeah. knows who knows what you'll be doing. But it, music's always been a part of your life. So I still see a lot of great things down the road for you because you're working with some great people to uh, to help guide you, uh, you know, navigate you through those stars. You know. Yeah. No, I I hundred percent hear you. It's been such a such an incredible experience so far, and I'm really so truly excited for uh, for the future. We're really, um, you know, Joe. Joe has a lot of ideas. Uh, you know, I, I'm so excited to uh, share Blue Christmas with people and see how it's received. And I think uh, that the radio campaign for that is just going to be uh, another incredible experience. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to what lies ahead. And the other piece that I don't think we talked about either is, you know, now. I guess you can call it phase one. Unofficial phase one was to, you know, share my music and, and see how it was received. And now we're, we're switching over to unofficial phase two, which is, um, <laughs> it was starting to actually get out there and do some live performances. And we're, we're we have a couple things in the works. I have a couple, um, dates that are, that are being finalized and booked. Um, and I'm getting those up on my, on my website soon. So, um, I'm so now, I'm so excited to, to get out there and really start performing live because, for me, at least, that's that's where it's really a great feeling. You know, the, the energy of the audience and you know feeding off of that. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. It's probably the uh, third time we've uh, met up. We did once on the phone. Yeah. I, I met you in uh, in L.A. when you came out, which was yeah. uh, kind of a surprise to both you and me. Yeah, that was really cool. And uh, I'm really uh, I'm really happy that uh, I'm getting to uh, witness. Uh, you know, the, the probably the birth of something special, you know? Well, I appreciate that. I, I enjoyed talking to you. Hopefully uh, we get to talk again, you know, <laughs> soon. It'll be, it'll be great. Usually I, uh, really yeah, usually Brian, I, I ask a lot of, uh, a lot of the guests to give me some parting words, you know, some, some words of wisdom. What over the last 
year now that you've done this uh pretty close to 12 months of uh what 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 can you say it's it's been a quite a ride I, i'm trying not to use words that, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so cliche you know what i'm saying yeah it's hard not to though yeah but um, over yeah. over this time uh, have you uh, have you learned any uh lessons or experience something that you might be able to tell uh that hey you could do it too or, or keep your head and yeah. keep your head in the star i don't know what do you got yeah, no, what do you got for no. us <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say you know it's funny that, that you asked that question because i've been actually doing some you know reflection um the, the past you know few days actually really on, on everything that's going on and i would say it's really just about um twofold really it's about keeping yourself centered because with everything that's going on, for me, I just happen to get, I, I, the way I react is I get very, very overwhelmed. And I find you could really get lost in, um, you know, in everything that's going on, and it can kind of go to your head. And I, I would say, so the, the first part is really stay centered. Um, and I, I really try everything from, I try to get out and take a couple, like, short walks throughout the workday and just kind of reflect on everything that's going on and, and just witness the people that's part of the beauty of New York City, just witness the people around me and just hone in on their lives. You know, here are these people, look at all these people around me, and it's like, you know, really, me in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's probably insignificant. <laughs> you know, I'm probably, you know, I'm just one person out of how many billions of people are on the planet, sure. you know, and each person has their own story. So it's really about, I would say, just staying centered. Then the second piece is just, if you really enjoy it and, and you know, pursuing, you know, a passion, you know, mine happens to be music. It's, you know, just don't don't give up and keep pushing. And, and that's something I think Joe appreciates. And that's something I appreciate about Joe as well, is we're always thinking of the next thing and we're always pushing ahead. And, and what, you know, you're going to get, especially with this industry, you're going to get shut down by people. People are not going to like your sound or, or what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And it's about just, you know, pushing on and, you know, really just keep pursuing it. So th- those are my my words of wisdom for the day. <laughs> I like them. I really do. I thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay, um, let let's wrap this up officially, Brian. It was a, a real pleasure to uh, talk with you again. You're a two time guest. I uh, hope we get to talk to you some more in the future. I'm I'm sure that it's it's always wonderful watching uh, a career start out and the, and the uh, you know the ups and downs. But right now there's a lot of ups, and uh, I'm glad that you're focusing on that stuff because uh, why not? You, you're enjoying what you're doing. Thank you, thank you, Dean, again for having me back. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And again, I hope to, to talk to you again soon. So and thank you again for this opportunity. Thank you, Brian. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Right after Halloween, like it or don't like it, the Christmas decorations start going up in the stores and uh, you can't escape it. It's not even Thanksgiving and then they're already playing Christmas tunes in the store. Might as well put on something that you really can enjoy. Why not go to brianhudsonmusic.com. Download his latest single, Blue Christmas. All the links are there for iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, Spotify, all that stuff. And, of course, at StrongWriter.com. Just do a search for Brian Hudson. Hudson spelled H-U-T-S-O-N. I got to end the show right now, so thank you for listening. My name is Dean Olson, the Strong Writer on the radio, saying, Have a Blue Christmas. And, as I usually say, Let's all put our best pens forward and be strong writers together. Have a great weekend. God bless us, everyone, and take care. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye now. You've been listening to Strong Writer on the radio with your host, Dean Olson, on the amazing women and men of power, world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. 